0: Australian-owned and operated Boob Armour is designed to protect breasts and prevent injury in women and girls playing impact and hardball sports, including Australian rules football, netball, basketball, rugby, soccer, hockey and cricket. Susie Betts, Boob Armour's founder and director, says there's plenty of research and evidence showing that impact to the breast can result in deep bruising and the formation of hard lumps in the breast tissue. Too many of us are unaware of the problem and underestimate the occurrence of breast injuries. Susie is committed to protecting females in contact sports and giving them confidence to play at their best without fear of breast injury during a game or training. Specialist breast cancer surgeon Dr Chantelle Thornton says trauma to the breast tissue can cause dead fat necrosis, which can lead to lumps in the breast. This can be mistaken for breast cancer and as a result, a biopsy might be required. So Boobama consists of inserts made from soft but strong polyethylene, just two millimetres thick. They extend around the underarm for added protection, stabilise the breasts into position and can be easily inserted into a sports bra. Dr Thornton says trauma to the breast should be avoided and protection in sport is recommended. So Boobama, which is officially licensed by the AFL and the AFLW was launched in 2020 with one overriding ambition to give more women and girls the confidence to play impact sports while protecting their breasts from injury. According to Libby Birch, who is a physiotherapist and played for the Melbourne AFLW, she says, well, it's like a modern mouth guard for females. We wear helmets and shin guards, but what about protecting the most important part of your body? Since becoming a physio, she says she's more aware of the impact on breasts during contact sports. For example, we chest mark the ball, we get bumped, kicked, and shoved during play, but wearing chest protection gives me confidence to know my breasts are being protected from injury and impact today and into the future. So, Susie, welcome to the What I've Learned podcast. So thrilled to have you on board. Thanks for having me, Deb. Pleasure. So, Susie, tell me a little bit about where and how this really quite extraordinary idea came up for you I mean were you um, um, involved in sport a lot growing up T- tell me how this this came to be
1: well this actually came to be um, in 2018 when I actually found lumps in my own breasts and I went to see um, my breast surgeon who asked me the first question she actually asked me was had I received a trauma Somewhere along the way. Now, I thought that was quite weird at the time, but it stuck with me. We then had to go down the path of, you know, going through the motions of looking for breast cancer. So I ended up having uh, a lot of testing, including biopsies, which are probably the worst thing I've ever had in my life. And then I had surgery to find out I didn't have breast cancer, which I never thought I did. About a month or two later, I developed more lumps, which was pretty rare for, you know, these sort of things. And at the end of the day, I think it turns out that what my lumps were were the result of a trauma I may have received when I was younger. So, having two daughters who played at the time both basketball and Aussie rules, I came home and I said to them, Do you girls get hit in the boobs? And they were like, Yeah, dumb question, Mum, all the time. So then, you know, it really started playing on me, and I thought, You know, what is there to protect girls. There's obviously a cricket box for boys. You know, we have to wear a mouth guard when we're playing Aussie rules. Soccer players have to wear shin guards, but they don't have to have any breast protection. Cricketers might have to wear groin or thigh guards, no breast protection. Uh, Basketballers, nothing. Netballers, nothing. So we really went looking for some research and the research that was available was Uh, overseas research, which basically showed that approximately 50% of the girls did receive a breast injury in this particular study, and only 5% reported it as well. So there was a problem being that no one was thinking about these injuries because the girls weren't reporting it, whether they looked as being too soft in what was a male-dominated once industry, or whether they had a male coach and didn't feel comfortable to discuss it, or whether they just thought, I'll just get on with it and I'll be tough. So then um, last year, thank God, there had been some published research into which included Aussie rules uh, as well, you know, a study of 207 uh, players of Aussie rules rugby AFL, and 60% there said they had obtained an injury, and 50% of those said that that actually affected their performance. So... You know, that's, they're scary numbers when you think about it.
0: Extremely. I mean, I find it extraordinary that nobody's actually um, in any form dealt with this before. And your personal story, which led you down this path, is also pretty extreme. I mean, I just can't believe that you had to go through the entire um, breast cancer screening, scanning, even to the point of biopsies for this issue to be identified. Um, so, you're really saying, I mean, it was this something that when you spoke to your surgeon
1: that is common? I mean that people interestingly enough, now I have to still be tested every six months. So the last test I had, which was probably about that's an MRI with the dye that goes in your arm, and I have to say the first MRI I ever had I crawled out of because it was the most traumatic, traumatic thing I'd ever been through following the biopsy. um but so about a month ago, I had another biopsy, so, this is an ongoing thing. And, you know, these lumps, you know, they mimic breast cancer cells. So, you know, even though you don't have cancer, obviously, um, you know, it is hard to detect and and the imaging doesn't show up these things. So that, that hence why you've got to go for the biopsy as well. And my surgeon is so thorough that we, across everything you know i do the mammogram the ultrasound and the mri and all three of them show things different one might show up in an mri one may not show up in a mammogram so hence why we do the biopsies as well so i'm getting very used to this now
0: look what i do what i do find really interesting though is that um, this must be a not an uncommon experience and also the fact so there's no really early distinguishing um test to say this is a trauma um, lump versus a breast cancer lump.
1: You know. Well, a girlfriend of mine who I ran into in the street, and she was mm. talking about it, and she and I said that what had happened to me and the question. She said, and she goes to the same surgeon, and she said I had the exact same question. So one of the first questions was, "Do you think you've ever received a trauma?" Which, as I said, I it, it, I don't know why I never. When she asked me that question, I was like, oh, "That's a weird question," but then it stuck with me.
0: Mm. Mm. And so you still have to go through, if you like, the pathway of as if you have had a breast cancer lump, even though you haven't.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my lumps, I I seem to develop them often, I think more than most people. And we have to go down that path of "Mm, we've got to rule out cancer. So we will do another biopsy. And as I said, it's, it's really traumatic. The first one I ever had the local anaesthetic didn't work. So when they said, you'll hear a click, I actually felt a gunshot. So oh. I had a black and blue, blue breast for probably six months. It was really traumatic. And every time my husband would be like, do you want me to come with you? And I'm like, I'll be fine. Well, I didn't really know what I was in for. I think I came out with an afro. My hair was up here. And then when the when the guy who'd done it saw the tears rolling down my face, he's like, and now we'll do the other one. I'm like, oh, God, no. So... It's not fun. Anyone who's had a biopsy can tell you that's not what you want. So, why we've created this product that I have created is to alleviate the injury. So, by our product being worn by girls, um, it the polyethylene actually absorbs the impact, and therefore the injury. You don't have an injury of the breast when they're in. You actually can't feel a thing. You can get kicked, you can get punched, head butted, whatever, and the girls just cannot believe what they're feeling. So my 13 year old gives me a report after every football match. She said someone, you know, tried, you know, I got an elbow, but I didn't feel anything. And the day she forgot to wear them at a football match, she was like, mum, I got hit in the boobs 25 times.
0: I, I just can't, I, I really, it's such a wonderful product in the sense that you've really tapped into a very important market and one that that uh, of course has never been top priority for anybody else but a woman it's it's not i don't think it's a coincidence as you've you've outlined that you have actually had a personal experience that has led to you developing this product how hard was
1: it to actually get traction on it was it difficult absolutely i think first of all when i you know decided to launch it which was happening in march 2020 Obviously, COVID, we were about to, you know, send out a press release and I just went, hold on, there's this little virus sniffling around, we might have to stop that. So obviously, traction was affected because we had, you know, we locked down. no sport, no need for it. But in saying that too, I think I just thought everyone would go, wow, yeah, I need this. Yep, this is great. But it, it, what it's proven along the way is it's all about education People And and until it becomes mandate, like a mouth guard or shin guards, we're going to still have this problem where people go, great idea, I'll think about it later. Mm. So, you know, and, you know, there's been some amazing men who have really embraced it and then there's been someone who have sent some really horrible emails telling me they don't have breasts so why don't I go and get stuffed? So, (laughs) I mean, it really
0: is just another planet at times. That, that that you know people responded that way. I mean, was it were there men that did step up? And and what was the process of actually trying to get this through the loop? Was it was it a particularly complex? Obviously, you had the product development, et cetera. Tell me a little bit about the process of how you
1: what I really wanted to do, well, one thing that was really key was to make it something that is adaptable to what girls are, are used to. So their own crop top, their own sports bra which, as you and I will both know, we have our favourites. So I didn't want to impeach on the manufacturers of those apparel pieces, so my product needed to be something that could be complementary to what's already exists, which is great. So we also, one of the key things was keeping the breast into the breast shape. So we have made our inserts encapsulate the actual shape of the shell. At the moment, most sports bra, no, sports bras not, uh crop tops definitely have a compression element to them which is not great on long-term breast health so you need to encompass your actual breast like a shell so we're like an an encasement for the shell
0: Um, so basically just so i understand because it's really an insert isn't it so it inserts into have you got an example there oh great okay so that that's inserted into the bra yeah, so that goes top.
1: into your crop top. I'll give you a demo. Yeah. And yeah, once it's, it's in there, yeah. it goes around like that and you really can't feel anything. So what is... It's what? quite hard, yeah? It's, it's quite flexible.
0: Hard. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Yeah. So it so flexes into...
1: No, so some girls, like my daughters love putting it straight on their skin. Some girls wear two crop tops anyway so they put it between the two there's a great Nike crop top that has the foam that comes out the top and you can slip them straight in there it's like it was made for boob armor and as I said once they're in football players cannot believe how confident they are to chess mark the ball my husband who used to play footy that's one thing he noticed first off about you know girls playing football he said they're too nervous to chess mark because of their boobs now imagine A cold winter's morning with a wet leather football.
0: Oh, I can't even, to be honest, it's not my thing, but I totally, (laughs) I mean, I'm so in awe of these female football players and how how incredible they are and how exciting it is to have this whole league and these extraordinary women. And you'd hate for any of our girls to be hesitant or um, concerned about injury. And this is is really quite uh, groundbreaking, I would think.
1: Well, we are we are focusing as well at grassroots because a lot of parents won't let their daughters play at myriad of sports because of the fear of an injury to their breast. You know, in cricket they'll have a helmet and they might have shin pads, um, but and there is a female box, but they don't have anything to cover their breasts. So at the same time we're hoping that by giving them an option it will increase sign-ups in different sports like footy, soccer, and those things where parents in the past have been so worried about their girls getting injured. Now, our studies also show that you actually can obtain a breast injury with being flat chested. So we recommend it from eight years and up. And I did what was good about COVID was I did actually manufacture a smaller size for which we call youth for our young girls. And then the result of that can be when your breasts actually grow, you may have a deformity so and I've seen some horrible pictures where that's the case actually one bigger than the other or odd shape so you know breast protection is not only for the women who already have their breasts Mm. but for you know the budding breast too and the flat chested and so how many sizes does it come in we've got seven sizes that go from youth up to extra large they need to fit snug so But to do their job, you want them not moving. And that's why we suggest going down a size. People go, you know, I'm a G cup and, you know, you don't go up to G cup. I'm like, well, you may end up in a large, not even an extra large, because Mm. remember, we've all got different shaped breasts as well. Mm. And even though we've moulded it around the cup of a bra, it'll fit differently for different girls. So I fitted a a G cup girl the other day at a football club and she ended up in an L now at a large. So when we put them in her, she never runs. She ran up and down and up and down. And she was like, Oh my God, my boobs aren't even moving. So that's another thing we do. We help alleviate the bounce in just running and jumping. And she's like, mom, I need these now. She wouldn't even take them off. She was so excited.
0: And so, so just so from a sizing perspective, it's not the sizing isn't along the lines of
1: it's not like uh, C D E cup. Yeah, it it is along it is along C D E, but you know a C for you and me might be yeah. a, a different C to a six foot five girl. Yeah, because there's more width yeah. and all that stuff. So even though we've based it around that, and this has become apparent along the way when I go and do fittings and stuff, it's really individual at the end of the day. So Susie,
0: just to clarify, the sizing is C-D-E-F-G, like like bra sizing, um, but you're very conscious that things are fitted properly.
1: How do you supervise and oversee that? Okay, so we have we do have our sizes relating to CDEFG. So a D, a D plus is an extra large. But in saying that, I'm very focused on the customer service side of it and making sure no matter what that the girls are in the right insert size. So a lot of people ask me questions on our chat and I've even had girls uh, chat to me from a change room in a sports store sending me photos as I said, we, I give them a guide and the guide is go down a size. You want it to be snug. And I think at the end, like from within that whole year that we've been live, I've had one person get where we've got it wrong. So our guide is pretty spot on, but as I said to you, it's specific to every girl. So, you know, what I think I said about you and I being, you know, what's a C to us is a, is a different C to someone else. So it is about chatting with the individual where possible. But I do have a lot, we have a lot of chats, that online chat's great.
0: Yeah, well, because obviously people will be anxious about making sure that they fit and suit properly, but it sounds like you're managing that very carefully. Um, Do you have, so if people buy online, that's one thing, as you say, they get delivered sort of like a bra would get delivered, but do you Mm -hmm. have like outlets or facilities or can people book in with you to if they're concerned about fitting or size?
1: Absolutely. So we go out and see a lot of sports clubs and I love that because I love really engaging with the girls and talking about the problems, which most of them have never thought of before. And they get so excited just trying them on. So you see them doing boop to boop, jumping in the air and it's really great. And I come home on a high because I know that they're now protected. And a lot of them send me beautiful notes just saying, I can't believe that I, you know, played without this before and the most lovely lovely compliment so it that's probably the most rewarding thing I love doing I love getting out there and speaking to people where we can obviously I mean I had a big call out in Perth can't get there so
0: and that obviously the logistics of that is obviously COVID affected, but in time, obviously that will become a little easier. And I can sort of imagine you'd have a, a team or an army of of fitters that could be accessed. Is that what your intention is?
1: Well, that would be great down the track. Obviously I'm a, you know, a little old me at the moment, but what I did do was produce a, a video of how they needed to be fitted so that people could roll them out in clubs too.
0: And so the the initial reaction, as you say, of you know, from some of the men were like you know a little cynical let's say do you think that's changing do you think as as um, uh, men are obviously seeing that women's football is a huge success for example and understanding you know women's basketball is also thriving what what have you seen in terms of the change of attitude from from male often male run clubs and um, and all the coaches and are you seeing a change are people starting to see how important this is?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, When they read the facts and they read the research that I, you know, forward to them, they're shocked and they're very, very encouraging. So, you know, it is only going to, you know, we've got two and a half million girls playing sport in Australia across maybe six basketball, netball, uh, hockey, lacrosse, Uh, cricket and it's growing so they see the benefit of it and one of the reasons the AFL were interested in licensing it because they understood that this is just going to get bigger and bigger secondary to concussion this is something that hasn't been thought about and at the end of the day we're creating a brand new market so no one's really thought about it and once, but once they do think about it and they hear the facts they're like wow As you may or may not have read in The Age a few weeks ago, Caulfield Grammar have taken it as a duty of care to roll out to their first players. And, you know, that is men and women involved in that team. So it wasn't just a women's decision. It was the principal was involved. It was everyone was involved at making this, you know, the guys get protected. We've got to, as a duty of care, look after our girls. So hopefully the schools and the teams will follow suit of how important it actually is for everyone.
0: Yeah, So your ambition is to to hopefully that it will be like a mouthguard uh, mandatory. That it will be something absolutely. That
1: will be, yeah, Abs- absolutely. Like like a cricket box. When the cricket box was invented many moons ago, there was no medical research. It was protect the ground jewels. Different for the boobs. We've got to prove why you need to wear it.
0: And so the AFL coming on board would have been a great uh, validation, and and certainly that drives it into. The, the echelons that you want to access and helps give you the credibility, which you obviously deserve and need. Do you think that um, the AFL will, in an ongoing way, be effective at helping that become a mandatory
1: option? I can't speak for them, but I would love it if if they could. Um, it, it comes from need and want and I suppose realising how important this is. And I suppose when they look at sign-ups in community, at community level, which reflects on the sport in general, I'm sure it would be something that they would hopefully help grow and promote as a mandate piece like a mouth guard.
0: And so for you, what's been the greatest challenges with this process, with trying to get this
1: up and into the world? I suppose COVID, because mm. you know, we start on I think that's why I'm depressed today, but COVID, we start we get we start getting momentum mm. and then we stop. So, you know, if you're looking at elite sports stopping, we it's only rolling through to community and we are really targeting those grassroots kids. So the parents will then say, oh, was well, footy stopped? I'm not buying that because we don't need it. We might need it next year, but they're forgetting that their daughter might play netball or basketball or cricket or another sport where this product, and unless you lose one or your boots grow overnight, will be a key piece in your kit for a very long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like a pretty sturdy, resilient um, item. It's not something that's going to, as you say, it's an investment in something that will be long-term. But look, I appreciate and I'm sorry that you do feel the way you do. I think everybody's feeling um, and lots of businesses are being severely impacted and I can see how yours would be as well. But I think if we can hold five and all just work as a team to support each other I mean when I read about what you were doing and about this product and as you know you and I actually know each other through another means but we didn't I didn't know that when I contacted you because I I didn't know (laughs) I didn't I was just like what a great idea I read (laughs) you know an article I think it was in The Age or wherever it was and I thought you know go you and and I think that if we keep innovating creating and this is a particularly important. Um, I love the fact also that you have identified that women and girls are so, so important to protect in this way. And for the life of me, I don't understand why it's never been done, but good on you for finding this niche and for developing something which I think will have a lot of longevity and hopefully support. And I really, really want to thank you for coming on the What I've Learned podcast to talk about this. And I think we should stay in touch and keep I was about to use this abreast of all your news. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And and keep us updated um, on how this is going because um, I really believe in what you're doing and I'm sure our listeners will be very interested and hopefully we'll go out and get them. And look, sport will be back. It'll be back because it has to be.
1: And we all need it for our mental health. Other than anything else, we need that you know something to look forward to running out on a pitch on a field do something
0: absolutely Susie thank you so much for your time and you have a good day and keep that smile and you look gorgeous and oh, thank we you catch You're gorgeous. Up soon.
1: <laughs> thank you so much bye bye
0: thanks so much for listening the What I've Learned podcast will now be coming to you weekly with new episodes released every Tuesday. I'm blessed to have so many wonderful guests coming on the show. So check out my What I've Learned Instagram for updates. Meanwhile, stay tuned, kind and curious. Love it.